Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. When the withering began, everyone turned to the gods for salvation. None of them responded. They hid. They were like... mm, selfish children. (laughs) They were like selfish children, protecting themselves while others suffered. We need to be ready for when the next Aranus comes along. And brings this down upon us again. If you're to die, and this happens again, what do we do? If another god dies and this happens again, what do we do? The gods didn't have an answer. Took it upon myself to find one. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Were you were you done? Because (laughs) do I need to say more? No, no, no. You've said quite enough. Thank you very much. Okay. You complain about the gods hiding like mm-hmm. selfish children. And all I see in front of me is a man hiding like a selfish child. You are taking everything for yourself. It is the most selfish thing I have ever seen. And you're claiming that it's for the good of the town when you wouldn't have beggars at the gates if you cared about the good of the town. Additionally, <laughs> just one other thing. You claim that all the Mm -hmm. gods were hiding. They were not. That is not a thing. So you can claim it all you want, but I know they were not. I witnessed gods helping people. And you don't have to believe me. And I don't care if you do. Mm -hmm. But you don't get to claim that they all hid like selfish children. If they weren't hiding, then where were they? Where was Adaris? Where was Agni Tai? Where was Yoru? The only one who showed his face was Coram. And that wasn't to provide answers. That was to put us down. Frankly, if the only response is to kill the patient, we don't need the gods. Oi, that's quite an ignorant comment, isn't it? Coming from someone who touts to be so wise. I'm sorry, Mr. Tempest, please explain yourself. 
I, so, I'm, I'm obviously not as intelligent as you, but uh, my understanding of the cause of the withering was that the god of chaos died, and anyone who was connected to him was suffered from the illness. So, if you will, if you were to go on and start killing gods, wouldn't all of the people, all of the creatures, all of the dragons, all of the elves, all of the humans connected with those gods, would they not die? I have no intention of killing the gods. We just don't need them. We'll ignore them. We'll be better without them. We'll let them do what they wish off wherever they are. But here, where the people are, where those who have to, you know, live and suffer and beg them for help, we'll find a different way. One last thing. Lynn, where's all the money going? You are collecting an inordinate amount of money from the people of this town. Where is it going? It is providing safety for the future. Okay, that's not an answer. Explain. The money is right behind him. Physically, where is it at? It's behind oh, it's, him. It's literally all there. <laughs> like, like you see piles of piles. coins. Okay, and, okay, okay. Yeah. I knew, I'd like I knew there was piles of stuff. I didn't I didn't realize quite how big those piles were. Okay, cool. No, big pile. Okay. On the okay. desk there are tiny piles of coins, but behind okay. him, big In pile. In which case you can stretch all of those questions because I have I have the answer already. I okay. I have I have it visually. I don't need to ask him that question. Mm. There's probably like some safety deposit boxes and things back there too, but like clearly this this is where the city's wealth is. Okay. Okay. So instead, what I would like to ask is so you've collected all of this money what why what is it for it is to provide for us in the future when the gods fail again you i I, you do realize that you could just like lead the people of this town to creating a kind of free and fair society and then you would all be able to weather together whatever happened, right? Oi, but that would require him to actually care about the people he says he does. Clearly all he cares about is sitting on his pile of gold like a feckin' coward. Hey, we could always give all that gold to the dragon that's down there. <sighs> so you've met Orizaba and lived then. Commendable. Yeah, he has. And I kind of nod over at Finn. Oi, dragons and oi, as I pat Cyril, get along quite well. Orizaba and I have a healthy relationship as well. It's not what I heard. I'm not concerned with what you heard. You know, I spent some time with the dragons, quite a bit, actually, almost 20 years. And in all my time with them, the one thing I learned is that they are wise creatures who know what is best for themselves. And who don't take kindly to deals where they don't feel like they're being treated equally. Hmm. I can assure you that, regardless of what you think she feels, she has come a long way thanks to our works together. And that is not a, a kindness she would soon betray. Might she ignore me one day? Quite possibly. You know, I'm... One who's used to keeping creatures close to me. And the one thing I've learned is the creatures who are the most dangerous often are the ones that we tend to feel the most comfortable with and forget that they still have claws and they still have teeth. 
You know, that dragon down there, I had quite a good chat with her. And my understanding is that you've got some abomination of magic that you're doing to try and help her with her weathering. But if no one else in the entire world had been able to fully heal it, what do you think makes you so special that you've come up with a solution that she clearly also told me isn't complete? I'm not special, Mr. Tempest. Merely hardworking. Lucky, perhaps. I wouldn't say that makes me special. It just means I found something first. Aye, and there's the rub, isn't it? You're not as intelligent as you think you are. Now, everyone standing in this room knows that whatever it is that you've been doing, it is because of something you found. And if it's something you found with your weak mind and guilty art, I'm sure it's something that if one of us, any of us standing here, who are pure of heart and intention were to wield, we could do much greater good than you ever will. Hmm. Mr. Tempest, does that mean you wish to become my pupil? Gross. Oh, I've, got, I've got a line for that. Sorry, yeah, and Arna says uh, that out loud. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Oh, Yoru's breath. You could not pay me enough gold or give me enough power to learn from the likes of you. Well, if you find it on your own someday, then I wish you all the best. You just won't find it here. Uh, now then. Cool. The guy who Unless found you- a cure for the withering decided to hoard it instead of helping people. Shocker. I've been helping where I can. <laughs> okay. Folks like Carment. Folks like Orizaba. Others here and there in the city. This was not an easy task, but... Yeah, let's... Wait, wait, wait. Let's talk about Carmen for a minute. I'm sorry to cut you off. Shannon's sorry. Arnis isn't sorry. <laughs> but let's talk about Carmen for a minute. Um, what did you do to him? And why didn't you do it to Ogtrop? The process is not quick. Carmen... Carmen was the first one I was able to help... Yesterday, after your initial intrusion into this place, Ogtrop, if he needed the help, would be able to get it. But time is a precious resource. Mm. Time and material. Material. This is not a simple task. If I could wave my hand and make Ogtrop as well as Carment healthy again, stronger again. I would. But part of being in charge, part of leading, is prioritizing. Carment was healed. Carment was made better. I am afraid that he may not have survived your encounter. But his death today, outside, had nothing to do with the process that healed him. Did it? I think healed is a real stretch. Of the word. Then you lack imagination, Aranus. Or do you prefer to be called God? Lord of Rebellion? Some other such nonsense. <laughs> Whichever you like. <laughs> I hate you because I know that Aranus does not like all those fancy titles. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he hates them. 
<laughs> but for this guy, you just call me whatever you want. Jackass. <sighs> now then, I'm sorry. Have you come all this way just to wear my patience thin? Oh no, that's just the that's just a side benefit. <laughs> if you want my assistance, if you want my healing, take a number. Um, I don't need your healing. I can cure the withering all on my own. Thank you very much. And why haven't you done it? Why have <laughs> Because I'm because why haven't I done it? Because I'm new here and I have to do it one person at a time. One being at a time. I can't just snap my fingers. Anyone who was affected with the withering, but not all the way ossified, they are getting better, slowly, because the connections have been reformed. If I want to personally do it, I am a new baby god. I am not quorum level. I have to do it person to person. Did you have to say that out loud? <laughs> I don't give a shit. When you say baby God, Finnegan actually literally like cringes and flinches at hearing that. Like, oh, thank you for giving away our strategic advantage. What are you talking about? <laughs> strategic advantage? You didn't know how much divine power you had. Yeah. He had no idea how strong or weak you were as a god. Oh, well, F Oh, it. well. Oh, Cat's well. out of the bag. Sorry. I, I mean... No, it's it's a very Arnis thing to say right now. He's totally in character. I again, I have no problem with you making the choice, but Finnegan's gonna cringe because Finnegan's the military mind in the room. Mm -hmm. I mean, to give Lynn some credit, you didn't crush the contract house with some divine smite. Right. No, there was no holy retribution. It, it was just you fighting through the contract house like any other ass would do. But when you say that. He smiles, <laughs> one at a time, in person, just like me. I do not sully Arnis by comparing himself to you, you piece of trash. I'm just saying that if a god has to go one at a time, person to person, and a mere mortal like myself does the same. Oh, do not compare what just... you do to what I do. I return people to themselves. What you did to Carmen was an abomination. An abomination of magic. And I can return people to as they were without doing whatever it is you did to him. He agreed to it. I don't see why that makes a difference. I didn't do it to him. I did it for him. And if we operate at the same speed, mortals and gods, then why do we need the gods? Again... Aranus, Lord Rebellion. We don't need you. Scott? Yeah? While we're having this discussion, can I be looking around the room to see if there's some sort of mechanism to open these bars? There's, there's the door, but it is shut, presumably locked. There's a door, there's a, a door in the bars? Yeah, the, you know, like, a, okay. like a, a door that is made of bars as well. And there's a door on the other side of the bars? Yeah, it's the same, same style. Like they're meant to yeah, be. I just want to make sure, like, I fully understood that, like, there's bars and a door between us, and there's a door on his side of the room. No, no, there's also bars with a door and then another door, right? Two sets of bars. Uh, yes, there are two sets of bars. There we go. Him and the yeah. desk are in between those two sets of bars. 
Within the bars themselves, there's a door. Oh. Okay, so this is where I'm getting confused. In each of them. Within the bars, does that mean like he's in a cage and there are two doors in that cage or is there a door to another room in the cage? Oh, oh, is there an exit? Yeah. From the count room within those two bars. No, no, no. He's in a cage. He cannot leave without either going back into the, the vault area where all the money is or coming out into the hallway, the space where you are. He cannot leave any other way unless, okay. you know, magic tragedy. That we can see. That we can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to understand that. He, as far as you can tell, he has no means of escape without going through you or through some secret hidden means. He's just standing here talking. He's just sitting here in a nice chair, talking smack, dissing on the gods, praising himself. Oi. Okay. Thank you. And yeah. Okay. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. He asked if we work at the same speed, why do we need the gods? Right. That was the last yeah. thing he asked. Right. Yeah. Because <clears throat> when the gods fail, everybody suffers. But when a person, yeah, I mean, he, did, he hasn't said okay. this yet, but you know, his point yeah, yeah. is the point he's making is oh, like, no, I, I get his point. God's fucked up. Yeah. God suck. I, yeah, you know, he, I, I get his he point. He would rather and, do without and, them. And, and he's not wrong, which is the problem. What a lovely villain. I hate it when they're not wrong. He's just an ass about being right. He's just a fucking trash human being. Okay. And why do we need the gods? Okay. So okay, I have to figure out how I want to word what I want to say. Cause I know, I know what I want to say to him. I just, mm. I mean, he can sit here and bicker with you all day. I know he doesn't have anywhere to be. And if he does, he can send illusory Lynn out there to go take care of it. Right. I think as Arn is, is thinking of his next retort, Finnegan's going to speak up and address Arnis and say, I, so are we going to sit here all day and wax theological with him? Or are we going to do something? Because as far as I'm concerned, he's either a prisoner or he's dead at this point. He's the last step between us and our goal. Yeah. And the more time we waste here, the more time that boy downstairs is bleeding out. True. So, Lynn, what's to stop us from coming through these bars? I mean, I'm trying to think of an answer that's other than the fact that they are locked. Because, um, <laughs> mm. yes, of course, the door's locked. Bars are locked. It wouldn't be much of a counting room and a vault if you couldn't lock the doors. Hmm. Well, your attack on the contract house and your intrusion here is already, has already settled the fate of your allies outside and those in the room as he. You know, he's looking at the members of the sporting association who have joined you here. He's looking at, he's looking at you, he's looking at Sam and Carolina, but he's more concerned with the citizens of the city. You know, people from, actually from Caravel who do work here. Their fate is sealed. I already offered you safety and mercy. All you had to do was not engage in this attack. And here you are. You've killed guards. Your allies will undoubtedly lose their lives as well. Unless you would like to bargain for them. Well, explain but to honestly, me. what could a god give us at this point? <laughs> explain to me how you're in any position to be making demands on me. Explain that to me. Explain why I, the person not in a cage, should be kowtowing to you. <sighs> Didn't say I was going to do it myself, did I? 
No, of course you didn't, because you never do anything yourself, you fucking chicken. <laughs> I, I've met chickens that are braver than this one. <laughs> I love Finn so much. <laughs> yeah, what he said. <laughs> I don't need to do a thing myself to have my orders heated. Oi, but how are your orders going to be heated when you're dead? You really think the people you pay are going to follow your orders when your body's dead and cold in the ground? <laughs> what does he want to do? What does he want to do? Ah, I, I know. As you're facing the bars here, to the left is the door that leads out of this room. Through that door, literally walking through it, is an illusory version of Lynn. He walks down this space makes eye contact with the real in there behind the desk. They sort of nod at each other, as if a silent agreement has been made. This is him talking to himself, so obviously it's for show. You know, he's not a performer, but he still is... A dick? You know, he's doing things for your benefit, for mm. your sake, and to be a little bit of a dick. Thank you, Chris. Mm. And that illusory version of Lynn just walks right through all of you. I, again, through. It's just a magical illusion. So it just passes through you. You don't feel anything, really. Like Finnegan or Aranus being more magically attuned, you might have like a little tingle. Just like a little tickle behind the ear or something like eh, that. You know, it's not right, but it's it doesn't physically touch you. It's not interacting with anybody in any sense. Or like a chill up your spine or something. And just proceeds to walk out through the other direction walk out through the other door. Lynn from behind the desk just says, I assure you my words will reach the people they need to, as he motions over to his illusory self, walking out the other end of the room. Again, I say, words don't matter when the man who supports them with the body and the money has been taken out. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you all would like to make me an offer then. I'd like to offer you a fireball up your arse. Yeah, I've, I've got it. I've yeah. Eloquent. Yeah, I'm, I'll make I'll, I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a deal. Um, I mean, nobody's stabbing him yet, so you you, you got to use some words here. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll make you a deal. You give us all that money that's back there, so we can give it back to the citizenry, and you leave town. Those are my terms. Oh, yeah, but don't forget the most important part. He gets to keep his your little life. Oh, right. Yeah, we let you live. That's, that's the last part. Yeah. You're welcome. Hmm. We're going to die right here. You guys know that, right? Like, you know that? <laughs> we're we're yeah. going to die? Pretty sure at this yeah. point the whole thing is a trap because there's a, probably oh, yeah. an army outside that has killed all of our allies and is ready to kill us. So. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm certain. <laughs> I, I'm 100% certain at this point that we are going to die. But I will take this Arnis, out with me if I can. Arnis makes this offer. Very jerkish offer. Well, yeah, he's been a jerk, so... Fair. Mm -hmm. Get what you give. <laughs> Aranus has made this offer, quote unquote. Finnegan has not really minced words about wanting to kill Lynn. Darvin, what about you? You don't have to make a big speech to Lynn if you don't want to, but what are your thoughts here? Which what do you want to do? What is what is Darvin thinking here? What is Darvin worried about here? You know, Darvin's what's, what's going on? Worried about what Aranus just voiced, I think out of characterly, that this is going to turn into a huge thing. 
and that, you know, our allies may have already been murdered outside. Darvin's worried about that. Darvin's thinking about, well, you know, fighting. He doesn't care specifically about killing Lynn so much as incapacitating, but killing if is prudent, yes. Mm-hmm. But he's going to keep his mouth shut. Okay, okay. I think your allies probably like off to the right still. They're like kind of right there in that initial hall walkway before the bars. They're not making themselves secret that they're there. It's just there's only so much space and, you know, they're standing where they can stand. They're looking worried, but also, you know, if they have to fight, they have to fight. Lynn says, let me get this straight. I leave here. I leave this room. I let you have everything that's behind me here. And in return, you demand that I leave the city. Is that right? Demand? Is that the right word? Or would I be allowed to stay? No, you can't stay here. Okay. Demand. Not after what you've done to the citizens of this town. Demand that I leave. I walk out. You get everything here behind me. Demand that I leave. And in exchange, I won't have to see you again. Our paths won't cross again. I didn't say that. Nope. <laughs> you said you would let me live. Very generous yeah. of you, by the way. Yeah. Does that I did. offer not extend beyond the city? Well, I mean, you have to expect that if we find you setting up shop just the same way in another city, <laughs> that at that point, the deal would be off. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, you ain't franchising. You are not franchising out this problem, <laughs> right? No McJerks for you. <laughs> You're not franchising out the problem. So it would only be if I did this particular thing again that you would have concerns. If you I need to know where world, this mercy ends, dude. If you're out there in the world and you're being a fucking dick, like we're coming for you. That's just kind of the way it is, man. So don't be out in the world being a fucking dick if you can manage that, and you'll be fine. And what happens to the city? And give it to Petrakhan. She'll collapse. Well, she doesn't have to be alone in running it. Uh, you all have set up a democracy before. I No, I, I know. This is kind of what I'm getting at. Like, she doesn't have to be alone in running the city. Like, you can have, like, a city council you can have a board of people that help run a city so like even if petra is say i don't know the mayor you can still have a group of people helping that's how government works are you you're seriously not that big of an idiot are you like you're not that stupid he most assuredly is not that stupid no he's just that self-centered mm. yeah you would have me leave you'd have petra and some others run this city. Yeah. Come on, you're, your... getting to the, you're getting to the butt. Yeah. Why should I not do point. this? Just get yeah. there. <laughs> what would your giant allies say about that? Your church has endorsed their leadership, and your next act would be to free a city out from their rule? Tsk tsk. I'm not freeing anything from their rule. I'm freeing it from your rule. There's a difference. Did they send you here to rule this city? Did they do that? I've been in this city since before their claim to the throne. Then I have no qualms with them. 
and they can't say that I stole a city from them because you were already running it. So they send they send someone here to rule, and Petra and this new council of yours gets tossed aside. You'd set up a government just to have it quickly be handed over again. Oh, would you prefer that we just, like, get the giants down here right now? Because I can just have them come take it from you, if you want. Are they here with you? No. Well, then. But there's nothing to say that we can't get word to them. So I'm not sure the point that you're making. Unless you're just stalling for time. Because it feels like you're stalling. Look, if you want to contact the giants, by all means, go ahead. Have them send their prince or their duke or their governor or whatever they're going to call themselves. If they want to work with me, that's their choice, isn't it? And if they don't, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <sighs> All right, that's it. You're clearly not taking the deal. You're not taking it. And that's, that's fine. That's up to you. You have not offered me nearly enough to leave. Oh, apparently his life is not enough. Very wise decision from such an intelligent man. Okay, so then tell me. Tell me. What is it that you want? Like, what do you want besides your fucking pile of money? He glances behind him. I don't need to take that with me. Well, then what do you want? I'm so over this guy. Besides stalling. Hmm. Let's see. What would I want? Okay. Can I roll an insight check at this point to see if he's stalling? Please, please oh, roll absolutely. an insight check. I would Can love I to roll, roll an insight check, too. Actually, that's a great idea. Sure, why not? I mean, I'm not going to do well. Oh, cause... shit. Oh, wait, no, I just got a 20. <laughs> hey, it's better than I did. I got a 14. It's a dirty 20. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Darvin, would you care to roll either? Sure. All right. Insight this was, right? Insight, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Ooh, a crit. <laughs> Hell yeah, Darvin. It's <laughs> a yeah. 22. Hell yeah. I was going to say, he might crit. He Darvin. might. Apparently it's he my did. one good roll. I think this is a good time to crit. <laughs> this is pretty good. Crit. This is pretty good. This is pretty good. Because I was, I was going to give Finnegan a good amount of insight on a 20, but on a crit, Darwin's getting a little something special. I, I'll let you know what that means after he responds to your question. Because what he has to say will definitely come into play with this insight roll. What do I want? What would make it worth it for me? My life, of course. But I would like that leniency, that mercy, however you want to call it, to extend beyond this city. Not a blank check to go and do whatever I wish. But I need to know that you, your allies, won't be seeking me out. I will stay out of your path if you stay out of mine. What else do I want? I want to take Orizaba with me. Mm. Mm. The progress Orizaba and I have made is too valuable to leave behind. Okay. You let us leave. You don't come after us. You don't seek us out. I want nothing to do with the gods, rebellion or otherwise. And I want to extend that freedom as far as I can. We would all be better off without having to be reliant on your well-being. Now, in regards to those insight checks, mm-hmm. is he stalling for time? Yes, without a doubt. He is not just talking because he likes talking. 
He kind of does, but it's a distraction for him. He's got business to do. It's definitely a stall for time. He's got the illusory Lin out there going and probably making arrangements, whether that's for the death of your allies or not. Who's to say? It's probably not great for them. But as Finnegan has been so kind to point out, that is just an extension of Lin himself. It's not like the illusion's going to go out there and do something that he doesn't want to do. Not unless Arnis really fucks up some divine magic or purposefully does some divine magic <laughs> to turn him into a real boy. Mm. But blue fairy Arnis aside, that's not going to happen. So this is definitely a stall. Darvin, on that crit, what do you know? What, what can you tell? What is he trying to hide? It's not just that he wants this deal. It's not just that he thinks this is a good deal for himself. There is something in his eyes, something in his voice, and you pick up on these little hints. It's a good deal for him. It is a shit deal for you. He knows he is screwing you over. Okay. You can't tell how, because you're not a mind reader, but you can definitely tell if he gets away with this deal. It's going to suck to be you, in some way. Good to know. Mm-hmm. He may not like the gods, but can he do something as shitty as Agni Tai might be able to do with one of her deals? Uh, yeah, yeah, she would probably be pretty proud of this. Hmm. Every bargain Darvin. is about getting the best for yourself, and sometimes that means getting the worst for other people. So Remember, Darwin, you're the only one that knows that. I know. Arnis, mm-hmm. you can't tell that this is a stall or not, but your other two allies definitely can. Not with a 14. I got nothing. <laughs> well, you don't got nothing. But you can't tell whether or not this is a stall. It's like he's he's talking. He's you know there's so many of you and there's only one of him. Is he stalling for time because he's doing other things? Is he just not wanting to have to deal with all of you right now? It's so hard to say. So hard to say. And yeah, he is in a cage. He is not in a strong physical position. But that's why he's trying to bargain. Can I um respond to what I saw to sort of try and tip off my friends here? Of course. I'm just going to say, like, you're lying, though. What are you hiding? What are you not telling us? Something like that. Hmm. Oh, Master Grimm. More perceptive than I would have guessed. You're correct. I may not be telling the whole truth here. But this is a bargain. This is a deal. It's not a good deal. And you know it. You get what you want. and That's me gone. I get what I want. My life. And Orizaba, so we may continue our work. And somehow you're entirely too eager. Yeah, too eager to leave the little fiefdom you've set up for yourself. You've, you've made it abundantly clear that if I don't, I'm dead. Yeah, but why wouldn't you fight to stay? Why do you want to just all of a sudden go? <laughs> I mean, we're here. If you're as powerful as a god, prove it. <laughs> or do gods just run away? And so you will too. Master Grimm, you're a monk of Corum, yes? Yes. I can only assume that at some point during your time with Corum, you've had to you've had to help people finish their journey to him. I've helped a few. And not because they were wrongdoers, but they were ill. Their time had come. To continue on here would be more painful than going elsewhere. Now I might be one to say that that's just useful dogma for a god who simply wants more death. But you know that time comes when people must leave. It sounds like one way or another I need to leave. If I stay and fight you, perhaps I won't be the only one to 
leave. But with your numbers, it would be difficult for me to walk out, let's just say. Bullshit. Why threaten us and then offer to walk away? That doesn't make any sense. Well, he's stolen for time for some reason, but what I have is this problem that he's demanding that Orizaba go with him. There is no sort of conversation about that she be allowed to choose or that anything like that. And might I also point out that the magic that he's using to gift people their life clearly represents some sort of probably bastardization and siphoning of her own life force and power. I could not force Orizaba to do anything. The time when that may have been possible is long past. She has healed far too much. And I can assure you she is only getting stronger by the day. So if, say, I walked out of here and, like, went down there and healed her the rest of the way, she'd still want to go with you? I cannot read her mind any more than you can read mine. If you wish to take the time to go visit Orizaba now, by all means do. There's no, a shortcut that in the hall right there, if you wish. No, no, yeah. Now that but there I've, are uh, the stairs as well. <laughs> now that I've got you in this room, I'm not walking out of it again. And I think I'm done trying to make a deal with you. Because you're way too confident in just walking away when you threatened everybody involved if we got this far. And now you're like, oh, hands up, I'm just going to go. That stinks. Mm. And I... It smells, Lynn, and I'm not having it. So we're at an impasse. Hmm. He sort of looks beyond Arnis. At first, just lets his eyes focus through Arnis, like to the wall behind him. Like, ah, this is frustrating. And then turns to focus on Finnegan and Darwin in turn. Are you both also so eager to throw away a deal that would assure everybody here lives? I don't think it does. Oh, you have not come this far. And risked this much to stand toe-to-toe with the despot and have him walk away with his chin high and his power intact. Hmm. Would you prefer that I walk out with my head hung low? I could tell the tale of how the god of rebellion bested me, drove me out of the city. Except you won't, because we're not supposed to follow you. So how would we know? I'm sure you would know if there were tales of a simple merchant who bested a god. And this is going to end this is going to end so poorly for me. But at this point Arnus is he's 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 done talking. It's circles and he can't do it anymore. And he wants to cast Eldritch Blast at this guy. That's, you guys have not sweetened the pot at all. He's nope. trying to counter offer and you're doing nope. nothing. All right, you want to you want to Eldritch Blast this guy. I yeah, I can't I can't talk at him anymore. I can't do it. That's, that's fine. <laughs> Go ahead and Eldritch Blast at this guy, because do you know what? I have a feeling it's going to end really poorly. Not really poorly, but you cast it at, what is this, three beams? Yeah. And all three of them hit an invisible magical barrier there within the bars. Ah. Not just a physical barrier. There we go. You protect money with magic sometimes. It's kind of handy, and it's why he was less worried about you shooting him through the bars. Oi, Squeak, would you point your uh, your eye at the bars, please? Oh, I was just going to try to dispel it, because I have dispel magic, too. But well, I want to see if the eye is going to do anything, because see if, if the, the eye does... Magic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep, that was my next thought. <laughs> so there's these three... There's boosh, boosh, boosh. 
Lynn hangs his head just like in a okay. disappointed. What was that? No, I just like, go, go ahead. Do your, do, your, do your thing. Yeah. I mean, he's going to react immediately to, you know, someone shooting at him behind the bulletproof glass. <laughs> Good job. You just try to rob a bank. Well, not a bank, but yeah. And I had hoped we were making progress. Typical. I just wanted to see if it was more than bars that protected you, that protected mm-hmm. your money. Looks like it is. We'll see and what we can do about that. Finnegan calls Squeak, who pushes past Sam, Carolina, Javier, any other folks that you might have still with you. I think there might be a, still a few other athletes. He's standing there right next to Darwin. He's got this big stone eye thing. And he points it kind of along that front set of bars. You know, try to hit the whole thing at once. I mean, you could either try to cast something through it again, or someone could do an arcana check to see if that actually nullified any magic that was in place. Do the arcana check. Oh, oh, I was going to say, I can, but... It's a 28. Yeah, you can feel just a slight little scintillation of... Almost like an imperceptible curtain being drawn open. And I look to Arnis and I say, Arnis, try again. And I do. Okay, roll your attacks this time. I feel like there's still something that we're that we're missing, but we'll, we'll see. Those are some pretty rolls. It's a, a 13, a 17, and a 20. Oh, hey, the 17 and the 20 will hit. Actually, I'm a fool. I'm a fool, 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 because I forgot something. Squeak is pointing this anti-magic eye along the bars, which is what's holding the wall down. You're casting Eldritch Blast through that. So as soon as it hits the, the field of view of the eye itself, they fizzle out in air. That's what I thought. Oh, shit. I, yeah, I'm glad you went with the cantrip, so this isn't like me being a jerk here. But yeah, the thing that you're doing yeah. to bring the magic down is also stopping your magic. You want to throw a knife at him. You want to shoot him with a bow and arrow. Like, I got a go crossbow. Can I crossbow him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, does anybody else want to do something first? Yes, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Because you immediately cast magic through it, and you're just like, shit, that's right. Anti-magic is still (laughs) anti-magic. It's not a wall now. It's just a null space for magic. I do not have a crossbow, so no. Don't you have a bow? Yeah, but yours is better. Yeah, but but I can't do anything right now, so you should. (laughs) Like, we're not in initiative yet, but I would like to give each of you a chance to do something before Arnest does another thing. Okay, fine. I can fire a shot with a bow. Okay. Forgot I had this thing. You're so used to running up to people and stabbing them and punching them. See why? I got a 15. Mm, a 15 will hit. You can get multi-attack with the bow, too. That's true. Yeah. Your really? extra attack feature that you have mm-hmm. with the from your monk level does apply to your bow as well. So oh, you neat. could shoot two arrows. Neat. I did not think... Okay. Mm-hmm. Do any damage? We need damage, right? You can roll your second attack. Yeah. Roll second attack, yes. Yeah, if he has any protection on underneath his clothing, it's not great. That's even higher. That's a 27. Okay, yeah, that really hits. Let's get both those damages. They both do five total. Okay. Five total. They both do five, so ten total. Correct. Okay. Cool. I almost have your damage unnecessarily. Sorry, that was worded confusingly. That's fine, that's fine. So, the first shot... And scrapes him along the arm and he's like, ah, and the second one just like pierces him in the other shoulder and sticks there. And yeah, it hurts. He loses some composure at getting shot. 
He looks over at Squeak and he's just like, very clever. Finnegan, would you like to do anything? You ain't seen nothing yet, friend. And I look at Cyril. I just give her the down arrow. She's going to go back into that space in between yeah, the floors. Get her to go under and up into the other side. Ah, uh, ah, uh, I see. I see. I see. Okay, sure. Next round, she can pop up. And how far from the bars is he? Mm-hmm. 10 feet back. I mean, 15, because there's, there's some space, and then there's the desk, and then there's him. It's a so, pretty big desk. So, yeah, like 15 feet. Just far enough, I can't hit him with a whip. Right. If you wanted to walk right up to the bars and try to, like, you'd be at disadvantage if you wanted to, like, reach your arm through the bar and try to whip him. Yeah, that's that's not happening. Yeah, that's... I've got one dagger I could throw. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. Okay. So I am going to... I'm going to prepare a casting of Rio Frost. Should the barrier go down completely and I'd be able to hit him with it. Meaning like okay. Okay. if Arnis or someone else were to cast like Dispel Magic and I could get magic through it, then it would trigger. Okay. If that happens before your next turn, yes, you can fire yes. that off. All right. Hmm. Lynn sees Cyril dig through the floor and he's just like, oh, the floor. That was unnecessary. I assure you. I hope your friend is protecting herself and that you do not imagine she is coming up here. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I mean, he doesn't have like a bow and arrow there with him. He doesn't have daggers that he wants to throw at you through the bars. But he sees Squeak there. Squeak, I'm a big fan of yours. You're very talented. I do not know why you've thrown yourself in with this lot here. But if you leave now, if you go your way, if you just take that with you, I can assure you, you'll be safe. If you stay with them, however, that is your loss. As for the rest of you, my patience is very thin. (laughs) And the first one of you to enter this room, I assure you, it will not go well for you. That threat is intended for Cyril as well, even though Cyril can't see. He can't see Cyril right now. He's just assuming Finnegan has a connection. Because Finnegan has said he has a connection with dragons and such. But obviously, if Cyril's listening to you now, would probably listen to you again later. No, not that one. I was looking at the wrong spell there because he, much like Finnegan, is holding a spell ready. And we see this like icy swirl in Finnegan's hand. There's a swirling and crackling blue energy now in Lynn's hand. He's holding something ready. I would rather not, but it's your call. Aranis, what would you like to do? Well, seeing as he's holding a spell ready, that pretty much determines that I'm not going to have Squeak move the anti magic. I I was going to try to like dispel the magical barrier, mm-hmm. but that would just mean he can use magic and Darwin and I don't need magic to shoot at him. So it's true. That's very I'm true. Just, I'm just going to crossbow him <laughs> <laughs> or I'm going to try to anyway. I shoot don't know him. that it will end very well, but I'm going to try. Well, that's a dirty 20. All right. That's going to hit six damage. I'm just going to needle this guy to death. That sounds like it. All of our hardest hitting stuff. We can't do. You can either try to bust through the door or you can bring that magic wall down. Or you can do what Cyril is doing and just dig your way there. I'm concerned about Cyril. (laughs) You shoot him. Hits him in the arm. The blue crackles a little bit. Fades a little. And he refocuses his concentration. Yes, he refocuses his concentration. Holds on to that magic. 
<sighs> Very mundane for a god. Yeah, well, if I can't do magic, then you can't either. So, you know, it's just a war of attrition now. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Darvin. I guess I'm following Arnis's lead and firing two more arrows through the bars. Fire away, man. One's a 21. Mm-hmm. The other's a 12. Ooh. The 21 will hit. Not the 12. Sorry. Nice. That one clanks off the desk and just disappears behind him. For four damage. Okay. Finnegan, is there anything you want to do before Cyril pops up out of the floor? Yes. I'm going to look to the allies that are standing around with their thumbs up their asses. <laughs> and I'm going to say, Oi, y'all are in this with us, are you not? Somebody try and get the door down. And then I'm going to continue to... I don't know. There's nothing I can do right now. I'm fucking useless. So I'm going to stand with my thumb up my ass and do nothing. <laughs> Fuck it. No. I'm going to turn to Squeak. I'm going to say, turn that fucking eye off, and I'm going to cast Dispel Magic on the goddamn wall. Oh, you've got Dispel Magic as well. Yeah, I'll yeah, burn we both one do. of my very few spell slots, because I'm done sitting here with my thumb up my ass. All right. Yeah. Squeak will drop it to the... Well, he'll turn away, and he'll begin taking it off, because he thinks he could probably bust through that door, those bars. Mm. He's a strong guy. He's just been holding a giant stone. Right. You don't exactly have a bunch of thieves with you to pick locks, but brute strength, yeah. Got a little okay. bit of that. Yeah, he'll turn away and he'll start undoing the ropes and things. And I cast a spell magic on the wall. Okay. You cast a spell magic on the wall. The magical wall drops. He no longer has any sort of magical or physical protection besides the bars themselves. Uh, and there's a, there's a bit of worry in his face now. Not entirely worry, but some. He knows he's exposed. Um, does Cyril do anything? No, I don't want her to take that magic that he's got sitting in his fucking hand. Oh, hi. Oh, wait. I have two questions. How far mm -hmm. away would she be if she were to come up through the floor? Far away from you or far away from him? From me. 15 feet. 10 or 15 okay. feet. She doesn't have to be right next to him. Could I use my reaction on her turn? Because technically it's a separate turn. It is a separate turn. What do you want to use your reaction for? Well, if he tries to hit her with a spell, I want to use my Draconic Buckler. Ah, ah. I forgot about that thing. That magic item, what you have. Um... Oh, who is it that yeah. has those? Sorry, finish what you're saying. No, I was just saying, like, yeah, you can definitely use that buckler. Um, I have the ring. I couldn't use it if I use my reaction for this, because I know that's what you were thinking. Okay, yeah, I'm just... Um, uh... Yeah, no, I'm going to send her through the floor to attack him, ideally, because her move would be to go up, and her action would be to attack. Okay. As she busts up through the floor, he is going to use his reaction, because somebody entered the room. And as promised, he's going to cast a spell. So he needs to make an attack roll, a magical attack roll. You want to give me the number? On the die? Yep. Oh, you bard. Sometimes I forget you can still do this. <laughs> that is a 10 on the die. Oh, What's Cyril's AC? 16. Hmm. Oh. Okay. What is your plan? Because I don't want to jump over you if you have a thing that will work when mine might work. What, what my thing will do will reduce the damage if it takes damage. Mm -hmm. So if Cyril gets hit, Chris can reduce that damage. Finnegan can reduce that damage. Yeah, but that is not something I can do a whole lot of. I've only got seven charges of it, and each charge can only reduce a D6 damage, unless this is Draconic Origin magic, which I doubt. No. No, this is not. Okay. So if you want to try to do some cutting words here, by all means. 
Yeah, let me do that this time. Thank you. So that whatever he was holding in prep for us doesn't doesn't accidentally get thrown at her. Hopefully. I mean, you know, I could roll real low and it could make no difference at all. So we'll Or he see. could have a ridiculous bonus. Right. Well, he probably does have a ridiculous bonus. I'm looking at my own bonus and going, ooh. It's, yeah. Anyway. Roll, if you have some cutting words, by all means, say them. But also roll that die. Let's find out how effective this is. Okay, well, I rolled a five. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Do you have any words to go along with this? <laughs> it's really it's really childish but i've been i've been moderately eloquent this whole time and and all i want to yell at him is like "Ooh, look at me i'm scared of a drake Ooh, <laughs> those are some cutting words i'm sorry a dragon dog that's like bigger than a person i'd be afraid too i know i know it's just... but the words are certainly effective enough if cyril has an ac of 16 then this spell, as Lynn Jarvis casts Witch Bolt in an attempt to oh, shit. <laughs> latch onto Cyril and just drain her. The magic fizzles. It, I don't want to say it bounces off her hide. Like it hits her hide and just crackles down along her and just like out the tail. Just, and doesn't affect her whatsoever. Like it just lost all of its magic on the way to her thanks to your cutting words. And he's not pleased with that because he really wanted that to work. Because now he's in here in a cage with a drink. With a drink. And she's going to growl at him and double tail slam him. Well, just a sec. Just a sec. I want to see how foolish that was. Yeah, Cyril's resistant to lightning damage anyways. That would have... <laughs> yeah. I, I realized that, as you said lightning, I'm like, oh, that wouldn't have been as bad as I thought it was. It still would have been bad, but... Yeah, still would have been not great, because constant damage is still bad, but mm -hmm. not as bad as it could have been. <clears throat> that magic fizzles. Doesn't work. Shit. <clears throat> well, Squeak, you brought this upon yourself. Um, and then Cyril pops up and is going to tail him, right? Mm-hmm. Twice. Okay. Uh, oh, dear. It's a 16 and a 17 total. Oh, those hit. Nice. 18 total damage. Okay. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, he gets smacked around by the tail, and he's trying to like put some distance between him and Cyril, moving the chair. Kind of in between the two of them. Obviously, Cyril's big. Uh, it's not going to work yet. But yeah, not cool being stuck in here with the Drake. After that, Squeak is going to start working on this door. Squeak strong. Squeak, not necessarily delicate. Squeak is just going to try to bash this thing open. Heck yeah. How did I describe Squeak before? I want to say, got some powerful legs. Thighs like tree trunks, I said. Big <laughs> like kingpin, I said. Got some tattoos. Doesn't wear a lot of clothes. With some longish hair. Man. So he's going to put that frame to use. We haven't had a bruiser in this party yet. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, Cyril's our bruiser. That's true. Uh, yeah. He's going to put one foot up on the bars, and then with his arms, he's just going to try to pull this thing open, just force it. And there's the sound of metal twisting. And of metal snapping. As the lock breaks. Holy yes. shit. He rolled an 18 and he's very strong. Holy shit. He goes, got it. <laughs> Perfect. I love Squeak so much. I look directly at him and I go, Squeak, you're a rock star. <laughs> All right. And people will be able to enter the room now when they wish. 
but it's it's Lin Jarvis's turn. And yeah, he's going to do the fun thing that mages of all levels enjoy doing, and that is cast Fireball. He's just going to throw it at the wall behind all of you. He's going to hold open his hand, his little dot of red, and he flings it through the bars, splashes on the wall behind you. I would like to use my reaction. Absolutely. And try and confiscate that spell. Go for it, man. Okay, I need to make an Arcana check equal to the caster's spell save. Yes, as a reaction, another creature casts a spell. You can attempt to confiscate it, storing it in the ring. Either the creature casting it or the target must be within 30 feet. Done. Make an Arcana int skill check with a DC equal to the caster's spell save DC. On a success, the spell is successfully stored within the ring. On a fail, you're unable to control the magic and you become the sole target of the spell, regardless of the original wording or area of effect. In addition, you take 1d6 psychic damage per level of the spell being cast. Oh dear. The spell is a cantrip. Take 1d6 psychic damage. So, Finnegan, good luck. I wish the best for you. He is fairly skilled at magic. Which is why this number is both terrifying and comforting. It's an 18. Hmm. Well, Mr. Tempest, good job. Yes! Fuck yes! Yes! (laughs) (laughs) You catch the fireball. It turns midair and zooms into your ring. And there's this fiery swirl as it gets pulled inside. Um, That was really not what he wanted. No. Um, I need to know the spell level and the spell save for that fireball. The spell save is 16. The spell level, he was only casting it at third level. Like just the basic. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, feed the ring. Feed the ring. Feed the ring. <laughs> and I just kind of like <laughs> right over the ring as it glows with that fire in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So from Lynn's perspective, that sucked. All right. Aranis, what do you want to do? Gates open. Mm-hmm. Magical protection is down. I think I would like to, once again, hopefully for real this time, Eldritch Blast this guy. Oh yeah, for real this time. I would, I would like to make an actual attempt. Well, the one that's a crit fail is not going to do it. No. But the other two are a 26 and a 29, so I'm pretty sure those are going to hit. Mm-hmm. Oh! 17 force damage. Yikes. I rolled real high. Mr. Jarvis, not looking so great right now. That was like two big magical punches to the face. Anything else, Harness? I'm not going to do anything, but can I just get a quick check of like, how is everybody? We haven't taken any damage since we started, have we? But I mean, we were all down when we started. Yeah. But we're all still where we are. Right. There's been no new damage. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure I was remembering everything correctly. Good, good. Then I'm good. Okay. Darvin. Bars are down, right? Or open-ish? Yep, open. Yeah. Squeak opened up those bars if you want to rush in there. Punch away, buddy. I'm not sure want is the right word, but yeah, that's what I'm going to do. All right. Darvin runs right in. Go for it. Do whatever you want to do. I want to attack this guy with my sword. Okay. I mean, my leg sword specifically, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. But I crit failed on the first roll. Uh, That one's not going to hit. My second attack, that's a little better. I got a, why am I so bad at math? 27. That is a little better. Agreed. That'll hit. Nice. (laughs) 
12 damage. Okay. And we'll throw a punch, just one this time. Got a 27. You punch him real good. And that will do 10 damage. Okay. God damn, you are beating the crap out of this uh, accountant. Accountant. <laughs> I think there's a whole lot of accountants that would be very offended by him being called an accountant. <laughs> there's no accountant for taste. Not with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finnegan. Oh, have I got some fun for you. I think Finnegan is going to let his frustration take the better of him here. And it's going to come out in a very infernal way as he casts Scorching Ray at this guy. Okay. Lynn, now actually feeling some uh, threat to his life, is going to cast Counterspell. Oh, you fucker. (laughs) There are so many worse spells he could try to counter. Do I really want to? Give me one second. Oh, you want to try to confiscate that as well? Yeah, I could always use a casting of Counterspell, since I don't have it in my uh, repertoire. Mm Mm-hmm. There's nothing saying you can't take your reaction on your own turn as long as there's a proper trigger. Yep. Go for it. Yeah, he's casting counterspell. He doesn't want to get burned. Fire sucks. Damn it, I crit failed. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, that means you become, you become the sole target of the spell. I, I think it's going to counter the spell because this is... Yeah. It's weird, but that means you do take damage yes. for the level of the spell being cast. So 3d6 psychic damage. Ugh. Well, it could have been worse. It could have been the fireball that I botched it on. Yep. I know. Agreed. 11d6 damage would have been very nice. Um, hey, that is decent damage on this. That is 14 psychic. All right. I still have a bonus action. You sure do. But I have nothing I can do as a bonus action. Okay. So I am so going Cyril? to just command Cyril to press the attack, and she is going to do just that. Okay. Tail away, Cyril. First one is a 14. That one will miss. Okay. And the second one is a 27. That'll hit. Oh, yeah. Darwin's been hitting on 27 all day. Seven bludgeoning damage. Not as bad as I had feared. Oh, wait. Darwin's right up there punching him, right? Yep. I shouldn't have had advantage. Oh, you have advantage. Okay. So the first one hit for the seven. We'll just count those two rolls as the one attack. So then roll again with advantage. And the, that one's at 27 again. 27 is a very magical number. Um, go ahead and roll your damage. Eight. Eight. Okay. I think at this point, Squeak is going to kind of hunker down a little bit to squeeze in through this, this door here in the bars, pushing his muscular frame through. This is just a normal-sized doorway, and he's a very large person. But he can fit through. He walks up. He's just on the opposite side of the desk. He just puts one hand on the desk and flings it against the wall. Just like, oh, get this out of the way. <laughs> Coins and papers and ledgers go flying everywhere. He cracks his knuckles. Lynn, I don't want to do this. He reaches out with his hands and he's just going to try to grab Lynn around the arms. Just hold him tight. So just a quick grapple check is all. Well, they both rolled a 17, but believe me when I say that Squeak is stronger than Lin is acrobatic. I believe it. So Squeak is holding Lin 
firmly in hand. Carolina and Sam come in there. Sam, Sam's going to go over to the other side of Lynn, like behind him. So he's got Darwin on one side, Cyril on the other, Sam behind him, Squeak holding him tight. Carolina's going to go over to those ledgers and things and just like do a quick look because Lynn's pretty much held down in place. And at this point, Lynn's going to do like the last thing that he can try to do to get out of here, which I mean, because, uh, because teleportation isn't a thing, he sure isn't teleporting away. But what he can do, what he certainly can do, is try to turn himself invisible. Can I counterspell that? Yes, you can. You can try. You can counterspell any magic. I would, I would love you can, to you try. Attempt to. You can try, because he is attempting to cast greater invisibility. So, means you're going to need to make a roll. Not a difficult roll for you, obviously. Uh, if it's a spell of 4th level or higher, make an ability check using your spellcasting ability equal to 10 plus the spell's level. So, you make a charisma roll, DC 14. And it's just my, it's just my base charisma. That's what it looks like, because it just says make an ability check using your spellcasting ability. Ability. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Reading. So 14's the number. Oh. I got a 23. Okay. Lynn makes a few quick hand motions. Mutters a little something under his breath. Does a final little flare with his hands. I mean, they're down at his side, but he makes a little flare. And just this ripple of invisibility washes over him before you counter it. And it just... And he's still right there. Still as visible as ever. And that did not work. (laughs) I give him him a little wave. Hi. Well, I guess that's that then. He's very much at your mercy right now. He's still... Probably has spell slots, but he's surrounded. He's being held in place. There are so many of you. Arnis, it's your turn. What do you want to do? There's a question. Hmm. Are you missing Vale right about now? I really, I really am, because Vale would just stab him, and this would be over. They nope. wouldn't even ask the question. They would just do it. Yep. There would. Vale, the be assassin's not here. Vale, the assassin is not here, and and Arnis is conflicted. Because Arnus's instinct is just, you know, tie him up, take him prisoner, like question him, whatever. But this guy is so slippery and he seems so content with just being able to walk away. <sighs> Fuck. Well, I'm not going to hit him with magic because if we're going to just knock him out and then, I don't know, let the people decide what to do with him. I want him at least genuinely incapacitated. Ah, uh, okay. You see what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah. If I, if I hit him with magic... Him if I hit him with magic, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't want to... Right, there, I have the potential to, right? But I don't want to uh, do Unless that, you got, so. like, sleep still. Oh, I do. Ooh. I mean, if you've got magic that is, you know, that incapacitates people without hurting them, you can certainly try. I do still have sleep. I couldn't remember if you'd trained it out. Nope, that one I haven't. It was on my list of things to, like, to trade out, but I haven't done it. Because mm-hmm. I can only do one per level. And I don't think I did any last level. Mm-hmm. That's 5d8. He's well within that range. Then maybe that's what I'll do. That at least buys us a little time. Because I can't. I, I just can't. I can't pull the trigger. That's fine. You don't have to pull the trigger. I mean, I There doesn't have like, to be a trigger. I want to. He's an asshole. But it's not Arnus's this style. This is one of those where, like, I really want to kill him because I know it's going to make our lives a lot easier, but my character's not going to support killing him right now. <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. 
I'm going to attempt to cast sleep on him. We'll see what okay. happens. First level? Oh, hang on. Scott just said he's well within range of first level. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean he has five hit points left, but 5d8 typically, I think, would work. It's just if Arnus wants any insurance. No, you're making me question myself. I'm going to cast it at first level. Okay. I really just wanted to put Sam to sleep is all. <laughs> oh, shit. Those were- Okay, one of those was a D10, so I'm going to roll something else. I'm not going to okay. count that a number D8, on that D10. Perhaps? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I just don't have Mayhaps. five D8s at my disposal. So let me add these up. Okay. Oh, oh my. 23. Okay. That is enough to put Lynn to sleep, and that is not enough to put any of your allies to sleep. Hey! Nice. It was mostly Sam I was worried about, because he's at like 20 HP. Ah. But you would have to roll very high. Yep. Okay. You cast sleep. The duration is a minute. Yes. Yeah. You are well aware. But Lynn Jarvis passes out in Squeak's hands. What do you all do? I'm, we don't um, need to be an initiative order anymore. Just tell me what you're doing with him. So the first thing I say is, this isn't permanent. We need to tie him up and gag him immediately. Because this won't last very long. This is temporary, but I, mm-hmm. it's not in my nature to just kill people. So. Right. I- <laughs> If no one else will, Carolina will whip out some rope and start tying him up. Somebody else can gag him if you want. Darwin, shove an old sock in there. I don't know. You only use half your socks anyways. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) While they're all doing that, I'm just going to go over and give Cyril some pats. She did good. She takes those pats. She likes those pats. Yeah, she's a good girl. (laughs) Good job, Cyril. She's not a little girl. She's a big one. (laughs) Okay. What else is happening? Anything you um, want to do? Lynn's getting tied up. We need to go talk to a dragon. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, well, there's, there's no time like the present. Okay. Carolina and Darvin are tying and gagging Lynn Jarvis. Finnegan is tending to Cyril, giving her a little bit of affection, a little bit of praise for a job well done. Once Lynn's tied up, I think Squeak will just set him against the wall, kind of sitting up in case you want to question him. Like you said, this is a short sleep. He's not going to throw him over his shoulder and carry him around right now. Is there anything you want to do in here before you go to Orizaba? Well, Carolina looked over those papers. She just like glanced at them. That was like a turn of combat. She was just like, is this again? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at her and be like, is there anything interesting in there? There might be. I mean, it's, I'm not one who's uh, necessarily great with bookkeeping, but oh. might tell a tale if we... Had some time to study him. Mm. Yeah. Young Seth might be handy at that. I would be against taking any of the money, but I'm not against taking the books at all. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, I'm not taking the money out of here. That doesn't belong to me. It belongs to the town. But I am definitely not against taking all of his bookkeeping shit. (laughs) Okay. Let me me make a note of that because it's important. Um, Anything else you'd like to do here? I don't know. Is there anything else that looks like of interest or is it basically just big old pile of money behind those other bars and potentially other valuable items? But if you want to leave those for the town, leave those for the town. I do want to leave those for the town. What does he have on him? I want to pat him down for anything of any Ah. power. Mm. There's an idea. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anything of power? Or value. He's He's wearing some very basic leather undershirt, like just some really basic armor. 
he doesn't expect to get attacked in here, but he heard you all were making some noise, so we put on a little bit of protection. Did not expect this kind of face-to-face type stuff. That has been fairly well punctured. <laughs> Probably would not be great for wearing yourself. He's got a little purse. If you want to take his money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that I have no He has problem. like a casting focus. Oh, we should take that too. <laughs> it's like a small orb. It's a little flattened. It probably fits in the palm of his hand. I'll say that's like on a chain around his waist. His shirt was hiding it before, but yeah. It is also dark and sparkly. Yep, definitely taking that. Very much like what was on Carmen. Like his wounds. Yeah. Okay, you can take that. You can take his casting implement. Yep. You take his purse. Okay. Anything else? I don't think so. No, I'm good. Okay. So the next step is to go visit Orizaba. That is correct. Okay. Two ways you could go do this. You could go back into the hallway, trip that trap door, and, you know, carefully make your way down that drop-off. Or you could find that other path that Lynn mentioned. I say let's take the stairs. Mm. Okay. If everybody's cool with that? Sure, yeah. Yep. All right. What are you doing with Lynn? He's going to wake up. I suppose we have to take him with us. We can't just leave him. But we don't take him into whatever room or space or wherever that Orizaba's in. Okay. That means you're going to be leaving him unattended at some point, or is someone going to be on, like, Lynn duty? I think we can leave Squeak with Lynn in the hallway or wherever. Is close to us, but not in the same room. Okay. In which case, let's get there. Luckily, from where you're at, it's not that far of a journey. And any dangers that may have been in between here and there have gone elsewhere. The pathway is suspiciously absent of guards, you might say. Hmm. But first, leaving the counting room, you pass through a hallway that leads to an office. This is where Lynn works when he's not working. Like, not the accounting work. This is probably where he eats, where he has more personal ledger type things. This is where he has his different notebooks, personal effects. It's all of the work for running the city that's not the accounting. He is the head of the Silver Purse, and as such, he takes the accounting the most seriously. So this room gets less use than the desk there at the counting room. Passing through here, you take a set of stairs down. It's a long trip down, several stories. You pass through a corridor lined with paintings and statues of the former royal family. These have not been in good repair since the start of the withering. There's dust. Candles have burned all the way down. There's a torch burning. But as you reach the end of this corridor, you begin to hear music. As if a piano is playing in a large room. You open the door, and you find yourself in a grand ballroom. This space has been kept up. The lights are burning low. It is kept dim, but there is music playing from the far end of the room. There are pillars on either side holding up this large space. Along some of these pillars, along the floor, along the wall, you can see claw marks. As you enter into the ballroom, Squeak stays behind with Lynn. And traversing across the ballroom, you see this huge, magnificent piano. Hard to tell how old it is, but it is very well tuned. There's a very old song being played. Approaching the piano, you see Sloane in a chair appears to be passed out. He's no longer bleeding, but there are several blood marks along the floor. And at the piano is a woman. She is in this grand 
brass-colored dress with streaks of dark and sparkly material matching what you have seen from Carment and from Lynn's casting implement. Her hair is golden and has streaks of that same dark and sparkly material. And there are massive streaks of scars along her face and arms of that same dark and sparkly texture. And as you approach, Orizaba continues playing on the piano. This old, almost ancient tune. She says, Welcome. I was beginning to worry that perhaps you might not be joining me and your friend. How's Lynn? She continues playing off. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 Mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 Governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.